What's going on, guys? How are you, man? You know what? I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty tired. We've been uh, demo after demo after demo trying to keep up with everything. So I uh, just jumped off an hour-long demo, and I'm like, oh, crap, it's already four. I got to go. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's fun, man. We're, we're excited. I, uh, you know, we're just, I was just talking to Chris. We're, we're about to get uh, an office for all the Rocket brands. So we're all going to be in one, one office now rather than everybody working separately or remote or whatever. So we got an office next month. Uh, we're excited for that. We're going to be building out like a podcast room and all that stuff. So it'll be dope. Sweet. And I'm trying to enjoy Valentine's Day. You know what I mean? Right. Hopefully, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to shut up before I get hurt when I get choked from my. <laughs> uh, we'll wait. For, we'll wait a couple minutes. See who jumps on? I don't know. There'll be if there'll be that many people tonight just because of the holiday. It's not a holiday. It's it's Valentine's Day, but we'll call. It. One of my guys is like, "Well, we're not doing this thing because the holiday." I'm like, "Ain't a fucking holiday, dude. You're going to work." <laughs> just because it's the one time of year you get laid doesn't make it a holiday. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Pretty good, man. Yeah. Anything new? Anything exciting? Got an install Saturday. Got another little small duck job on Monday, and another install on Wednesday. Yeah, I'm getting excited. We're ha we're what halfway through February. That means March is around the corner. March is my favorite time of year. Uh, this is when you know you got to run the best possible, like best the best deals. Start running those tune ups, and this is like when the you get the people in the buying mood. They got their tax returns coming. It's gonna be good. It's. February, February kind of sometimes drags on. And then like March, you're like, okay, summer's around the corner. Okay. Now we can start getting the AC tune-ups. And, and this is what I'm really focusing right now is, is getting those AC tune-ups on the board, right? Making sure right. your job right now from, from February 14th, from Valentine's day to March 1st is to make sure March is hundred percent full of tune-ups. March, right. like going into March, you should be hundred percent packed. And that's how I look at it. So I'm excited. I'm excited for you guys. I mean, this is, this is the fun part of the year. This is going to, you know, this is also what decides, you know, separates the men from the boys, right? This is when you should be preparing you right now, from now until the first heat wave hits is when you is going to decide how your summer is going to go. Right. Exactly. That's one of the things I tell you guys, I'm like, dude, like you get, you could decide if you're going to win now or you can decide if you're going to win or lose right today. Like this is your only cho choice. And I just made it. I had just made a, uh, an Instagram video. I talked about really just lighting your business on fire right now. Right. Like, you guys have to like go in there one day and act as if you got what happens if I got a hundred calls, right? And what happens if this happens? Like just start like figuring out like freaking like a Chinese fire drill, right? Like we gotta fit, we gotta light this thing on fire, figure out where our pain points are, figure out where our blind spots are, and start patching them right now. Because if you guys wait till it's a hundred degrees outside and then the fucking chaos hits, you know, you end up just losing money. You know, a lot of people are like, why well, make so much money in the summer? Well, the real question is how much money did you lose in the summer because of your failure in the in the spring, right? Your failure to plan is going to make it, it left you and you probably lost a hundred grand, 50 grand, or maybe sometimes it can be millions of dollars if you don't plan it right and staff yourself right and do all those things. And I know that, you know, Joe's on here and Joe's like, I don't, I got a small company. I don't need that many calls. Dude, it's time to hire. Like this is the only time to hire. Once the summer gets here, you're not going to be able to get people. And if you're asking yourself, well, how am I going to keep them busy? Dude, the only way you're going to keep them busy is be, be proactive, right? Be aggressive. Like that was always my thing is like when everybody else is like, this time of year, they're, they're waiting until it gets hot. Then they're trying to hire. Fuck that. I'm going and I'm taking everybody. I'm going to take them. I'm going to get the trucks and we're going to ramp up and we're going to go crush summer because that's the only time of year to really make money. You guys know that, right? Like that's where we make most of our money. So you guys got to be prepared for that. Uh, has anybody, is anybody right now, like what is something you guys are doing right now that's that's getting you ready for summer? What have you been working on? 
Anybody? I'm fixing to, I'm fixing to roll out my spring tune-ups and reminders and all that. Spring tune-up reminders, obviously those are important, right? And I think I talked about this on the call last week on Thursday when I talked about trying to get running promotions right now, right? Like getting physical promotions that you guys can use. And I actually had a, one of the guys that was on the call, I don't think he's on here now. He implemented what I said on Thursday. He implemented it by Monday and he's already, he said he already sold a bunch of those, the the, the package where it's like he bundled it, made it a flat rate. Did he sold a bunch of those? He's like, I sold like six units this week just by implementing that because he got the guys excited again. Because you'll see right now, this is the time of year when everybody's kind of going through a lull. And you guys are probably feeling the same thing, right? You go in the office. If you don't have an office, it doesn't matter. But like you just like kind of just wake up late, you're kind of going through the motions, kind of lackadaisical. Is anybody kind of feeling that right now? Uh, a little bit, but I did implement one of your strategies. You know, yeah. uh, you know, I, I did a 10-year labor and a uh, like a UV light, you know, part of the package deal on our and, and it had to be like a 15 zero or higher. Yeah. You know, package. And uh, I got one sold, and I got one guy supposed to let us know next week when he comes back in town to let us know. Yeah. And then the key, right, is, is the is the exciting part, right? Like, like I talk about all the time, like sales is the transfer of belief, right? If you get you get that customer believing and excited, that's when you got them in the got them in the right direction, right? And and you gotta you gotta hold them like, man, I, I understand you want like that guy. Like I understand you want to wait on it. But that promo ends in fucking on the 15th. If I don't do it by the 15th, I can't get the UV light for free. I can't get the promotion, right? I can't get that free. Right. The, the manufacturer's not going to give me that labor warranty. So a lot of a lot of times we're we're so scared to step out of step out of our comfort zone because it's not comfortable to say to someone you got a deadline, right? Yeah. But it's part of sales, right? Because if if you right. don't have a gun to your head, like if if you can go, it's like when you go to the, you know, if you go to a car dealership and you like like Carvana, right? Carvana, you can shop all day. There's no sales guy. How long do you think that sales cycle is? <laughs> now, if you go to another dealership, you walk on that lot, that guy's trying to sell you something, right? And and he puts yeah. that pressure on you. He tells you you're going to lose opportunity. You're going to do this. What usually happens? Yeah. You buy something, right? And that's the same yeah. thing as you look at anything you do in sales, right? It's all about urgency. It's all about creating that urgency, creating that excitement about it. And that's something we really got to we got to stress on, like, and be adamant and say, "Look, man, I, I'm sorry. Like, I want this deal isn't from me. This is coming from the manufacturer. And if we don't pull the trigger on this thing, it's not something that I'm going to make you lose out on. I just can't physically. I can't do it because I'm not the one that you know that's paying for this. The manufacturer's paying for this. So you know, if you know, crazy it has to be done by this date. Otherwise, that my hands are tied. It's nothing that I did. Yeah. And if you were able to to you know that little that little subconscious thing that holds you back, and if you pull into that and you say, you know what, I'm just going to try it. You're going to be like, holy fuck, Vic, people are buying shit now. And I'm like, yeah, because that's people like, unless you have a gun in your head, a lot of times you won't make a decision. This isn't yeah. like an HVAC isn't an exciting purchase, but people, when they have a fear of loss, when they feel, have the fear of missing out, that's when you get to, that's when you have that, when you allow that, that's when that pl the pressure gets applied and that's when we can make things happen. I was really good at that shit. So like when I was in the house, dude, like I would say, look, you know, I always tell people, that, you know, Everybody has to make a mistake once. And this is probably one of those ones where you're, you're going to, you're going to you say you want to wait on it. You're going to miss out on this massive opportunity. I was just trying to help you out. Yeah. And I'll fucking pack my shit and walk away. I've watched those motherfuckers are coming and chase me down. Right. They'd come run out to my truck. Hey, I really want to get it. And, but it has to be like today, Mrs. Smith. Like, is there something you really want to do? Like I'd take it away from them again. And when you take that yeah. shit away from people, they're like, fuck, I want it. I want it. Right. And I think that's that's something you got to really think about in your process and, and really analyze yourself and really think back to like, how hard did I push when a customer says, I'll give you a call back when I get back from vacation. 
hey, the cool thing is, Mr. Smith, is we can get this taken care of while you're on vacation. All my guys are drug tested, background check. When you come home, they'll have a brand new air conditioning in here running for you. And you'll be able to take advantage of this promotion. I understand you want to wait till after your vacation. But the issue is, is that if we don't take care of this now, the manufacturer is not going to not going to honor the honor that 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 the extended warranty. They're not going to honor the air scrubber because they're the ones paying for this. But it has to be installed and collected by this date. Yeah, I get it. You're going on vacation. But guess what? No one really wants to be home when your house is under construction anyways. Why not be out of, out of sight, out of mind? You trust me and my company, right? We'll get this taken care of. Leave me, most of our customers on home when we work anyways. Leave me a key. We'll get it done while you're gone. When you come home, you'll have brand new cold air and you got, you got your, uh, you'll have your uh, UV light, all that stuff all installed when you get back. Well, so The he, craziest thing is, is you know, a, my service tech that was selling it, he's like, man, I had never heard this before, telling the customer that. And then you, I didn't even tell him that. Yeah. And, and see, that's, that's, that's the difference, man, is it, it's, you, you, we have we have to create the urgency, right? And when the customer gives us like, oh, I'm going on vacation, I'll give you a call. That's pretty much, hey, might as well fuck off. That's my that's how I take it. That's like, hey, that's a polite polite way to for, ask you to leave. But now if you come back and you check in and say, Mrs. Smith, Mr. Smith, you did want to get that extended warranty, right? And you wanted to get that air scrubber. My concern is that if it's not installed by this date, I I can't give you that. It's something you're gonna have to pay extra for. So you're gonna it's only it's only a couple thousand dollars more. You don't mind paying that, do you? Well, no, I don't want to pay that. Well, the only thing is that this is from manufacturer. That's why I try to put all rebates and incentives on the manufacturer and never on my business because then I can make the manufacturer the asshole. That makes sense? Anybody, anybody have any questions on that or anything I, you guys want me to kind of touch, touch a little bit more on? But do you see what, do you see what I'm saying? Like I, I, my company doesn't offer financing. My company doesn't offer rebates, okay? So that all comes from somebody else. So I want to be able to deflect it from me. Hey, don't shoot the messenger. Look, my... You know, my company, we're cash check or credit card or anything, but I owe you. But right now the manufacturer is offering that no money down plan. Call me yeah, next month. Even, call me next month. There's no, there's no, it's, it's going to be cash check or credit card. But I right even now, went a step further and said zero for 48 months. Part of that package deal. Dude, that's a good deal. It said, hey, Mr. Smith, guess what? I know it sounds too good to be true, but it is true. You're going to get 10 years parts and labor. I'm going to get you that air scrubber you want. So you're going to have air, your air purification, your whole house going to be air purified. And you're going to get four years, no interest, no payment or no interest on this thing if we go ahead and get it done today. But my, but if you wait till after your vacation, that's going away. The manufacturer is really strict <clears> on the deadline. And if we don't have it installed and we don't have it collected and signed off by this date, there's nothing we can do. And that's going to tell you right away if they're really fucking with their, if they're being truthful or not. And they're like, well, you can't give it to me later. No, it's that's, you know, I wish, I wish that's how it works. But is there, has there ever been anything in your life where you, you waited on it, but you end up, you end up missing out on an opportunity? This is one of those things where you're going to miss out on this opportunity. We wait on it. And my concern is, you know, you're going on vacation. Who the heck wants to be home when there's construction anyways? As long as you trust me, my guys are drug tested background track. Give me a key. We'll go in there. We'll get this thing done. When you come home, you don't have to worry about construction. You don't got to worry about anything. You're going to come home and get your brand new thermostat set up, brand new system. It's going to be quiet. It's going to be amazing. You're going to have your air purifier. And you're going to get to take advantage of all this other stuff. But if we wait on this thing, this is one of those things you're going to miss. You're going to miss a great opportunity. And that's my concern is I don't, I don't want to see you have to pay more for something you already know you want. You already know you're going to get. Now you're going to have to pay more for it for what? Because you wanted to wait a week. So you can't, you can't be scared. You can't be scared to talk to people like that. As long as you've done the process and you built that relationship. And, and as, as you guys can see, like how my tonality works and like my eye contact, like you can't just like, you know, you can't like your eyes have to be locked in. Like, when I talk to you, I talk in sincerity, even if I don't know what I'm talking about, right? I, I always talk about my first call I ever ran. I literally told the customer, 
I've never even ran a tune-up before. And I told the customer, I knew that they already had a new system. They already had air scrubbers. The only opportunity I had was the ducks. And I told the customer that I was a duck, that I was a duct expert. Normally all I do is go and inspect to make sure the ducks are installed properly. But today we're so busy, they have me running tune-ups. So when I go in your attic today, I'm going to do a full duct inspection, make sure everything's working good. And I went up there and I'm like, oh man, I've never seen ducks like this before. I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. But we sold ducks on the very first call I ever ran because I had that confidence. And as you, as you can say, like, as long as you get the, the customers, they're only going to believe what you tell them. Right. And if you're confident in it, they're going to buy it. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know how you sold anything big. I mean, you, you don't stand still long enough. So you must be sitting on your hands. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I used to not be, I used to not be as bad ADD. I'm like worse than ever now. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> I, I used to be far more patient. Now I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so what else we got going on, guys? Anything anything else that's come up this week you guys are you guys had come up that you want any answers to or that I can I can try to help with and kind of work through? Hey Victor, should I should I offer like um like as far as like my labor warranty? I I, I recently lost a job to another company. Um and I, I offered um on my basic, on my, I offered them three options. On my basic one, it was like a, a two-year labor. The middle, the mid option was like a five-year, and then the 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 mid the the high grade was a, was a ten-year labor. And um, they went with another company. I call, I I followed up, and they told me the reason why was because of the of the labor warranty, and then because they offered a ten-year labor warranty on, and they came in a little bit cheaper, you know. And they are they had already installed it. They already installed it. Yeah, I I I, yeah, I how many them, I um I followed up within a week within a week I followed no more than a week um and I left I left my presentation book there that's where you're fucking I, I, yeah so customers make a buying decision within seventy two hours okay and this is the number one failure of almost every company and I just had the same conversation with Joe uh you know because that's part of what we do with RP one we actually have a rehash program we'll follow up behind every single one of your calls and make sure that we're overturning it but so many people they leave that they leave that call and they don't call back for a week or a month and they're like hey. Hey, what happened? Dude, it has to be within, like, I want to follow up with the first touch has to be within 12 to 24 hours. The next one has to be after the 36 hour point and then 48 hour point, because those customers are going to make a buying decision within 72 hours. Statistically on a national scale, it's, it's 72 hours from the time they get an estimate to the time they make a decision. And you, if you wait a week, you're dead. And yeah. you probably could have got ahead of that one because they probably been like, well, the other company's a little bit cheaper. Well, perfect. You know, we, we price match anybody. I'm willing to, I'm willing to match their price, but my concern is Mr. Smith, is there's there's probably a reason why they're cheaper, but I don't care what it is because I want to earn your business and make sure that your money's well spent and might make sure you're getting a proper install. So I'm willing to match their price, but give us give you our quality of work. You know, the reason we're a little bit more expensive because I know how we do things and then we do things the right way. I'm willing to earn your business because I want I the last thing I want you to do is go ahead and spend all this money and not get a sure thing. When you go with us, you get a sure thing. And I'm hitting that follow-up. My sales guys are hitting those follow-ups right away. And this is what we're doing. You know, I think this is, you know, people don't know realize that we're doing this, but that's one of our, that's what we're doing at RP1. We're doing a follow-up instantly. Like we're following up, we're, we're selling jobs behind people all day long. I had one company that had $425,000, I think it's $435,000 open estimates in a three-week period. $435,000 of shit they didn't sell in a three-week period. And within a week, we, we actually came up and found $120,000 in one week. So you guys got to be, you guys got to be on top of the follow-up. And I know it gets difficult as summer gets here, it gets even worse, but dude, you guys are like that job should have been yours. You lost it because you he took too long. Yeah. And no, it was two systems, man. And, um, they, they, yeah, they, they, but yeah. So should I offer, 
just ten-year labor all, all around, or what? No, you know, basics. No, you say, hey, look, you know what? What would get this job done today? Like, you can't leave the house and say, hey, look, you know what? What's holding you up from it? Well, I really want the labor. Okay, perfect. So if I can get you that ten-year parts of labor on this basic model, are you willing to move forward with it? Okay. So the problem is you can't leave these jobs. Like if I leave, it's dead, right? Like obviously rehash, you got to rehash within 72 hours, but like, these are things you should have had the conversation in the house. Like, Hey, you know, I understand, you know, well, what you, what unit are you leaning towards? Basic one. Okay. But you really like the 10 year parts and labor warranty. If I'm able to get you that 10 year parts and labor warranty on that basic unit, can we go ahead and get a deal done today? And I'll eat the cost. You don't just give it to them, right? It's, it's gotta be cat and mouse. It's gotta be, Hey, you scratch my back. I'll scratch your back. And, and I think that's one of the things that a lot of guys, like they'll go in and the second that someone says, oh, you know, I don't know if you had to think about it. Well, let me give you a lower price. Well, instead of saying that, say, hey, well, it sounds like, you know, from everything we talked about earlier, it seemed like there's something you really want to get done. What happened between then and now? Oh, well, you know, the price is a little bit more than I thought. Well, how much did you think it was going to cost for some for a project like this with the whole, whole system replacement, bringing everything up to code, doing things the right way, pulling permits? How much do you think a job like this would cost? Well, I thought it would be this much. Well, this is that I mean, maybe five years ago that was realistic, but that's not realistic. And I don't, I don't care if you go with me or Sideshow Bob. No one's doing it at that price. But I can tell you that if any five-star company that's doing a job that's going to be in business ten years from now, they're charging right around where we are. Mister Smith, what is the number in your head where you want, where you feel comfortable with a five-star company doing things the right way it needs to be at? Because obviously you're at ten, I'm at fourteen. There's just no possible way. Uh, but I'm willing to do anything and everything to earn your business. Where do you think I need to be at to get this done for you today? It was a thousand dollars, man. It was a thousand dollars per system, so it was a, a total thousand bucks, bro. Because you, yeah, so it was two. But the husband wasn't there. Husband wasn't there, so um, I, I was recommended to one of the neighbors where I had done this, you know, two installs. So it was, it was, this, um, I, I thought it was a, I thought it was a sure thing, you know. But, they, the but they had, a, they had another, they had another company before me, but I was just recommended through through them. This, um, this, is, a, this is a follow up process thing, man. You got to, yeah, yeah. dialed in. So like, you know, I remember like, like for me. Like I, when I leave, when I left the house, I was already like texting the people like when I left, dude, like, I don't, I'm not trying to wait. I'm trying to cope in that communication. I'm saying, thank you so much for having me in the house. I really want to earn your business. Please don't make a decision without giving me a call. Stuff like that. They're going to give at least give you a hope, like give you a yes or a no. Like I was just in Utah uh, about a month or three weeks ago or something like that. And I, I have a business out there and I ran calls with my, with my partner. I went to go run calls with him. And one of the calls we went to is it was an estimate it was a Facebook lead. Wasn't a very good lead. It was a rental property. The guy fucking had it. He was obviously driving Uber. So I noticed when he pulled up, he had an Uber sticker so, or Uber thing. So I'm like, okay, this guy's driving Uber. Like, okay, we're we're not trying to, we're not doing a presidential here. It's just not happening, right? And so I paid attention to it. And I talked to him and, and I went through the whole presentation. He's taking notes the whole time, dude. Like he's obviously not ready to buy. And then he's telling me, hey, when are you going to be done? Because I got the other guy coming. The other company shows up, any hour shows up while I'm there. And the funny thing is I actually knew the other sales guy. He actually thought he, he would think he saw like boogeyman when I, when I saw him, but uh, <laughs> so the other sales guy pulls up, he's like, Victor. I'm like, yeah, dude, what's up? And I'm like, good luck in there. I'm like, he's like, what? I'm like, I'm like, you ain't selling shit. I'm taking that job. Whether you want, like, you, I don't care what you say I'm selling. And he's like, Oh, like he started freaking out. Right. And you know, I, I left and while he, <clears throat> I'm pulling out of the driveway, I was texting the owner. Hey bro. Like, just so you know, I'm willing to do anything to earn your business. I know you liked me. I know you liked our company. We're going to do an amazing job. When he's done, when he's done there, just give me a call. Let's get this done. And I'm texting that motherfucker when I left. Right. But I'm aggressive because I want to fucking sell. Like you guys understand, like we have to kill what we eat, right? Like we eat what we kill. And if you guys are letting it leave it by chance, but you guys have to put a process in place for follow-up. 
whether you whether you do it or you have someone else do it for you, someone has to do it. Like for us, like for my absolutely, we had a we had a process in place. So every single call that we ran the day before, the next morning we took those we took all those calls. We put them in different funnels. If it was a service call, we put them in this funnel. If it was a repair call, we put it in this funnel. And depending on what it is, right? So we went to a, a, a tune-up or a repair call. We didn't sell. We we left options. We didn't sell it. We put it into this funnel. And we hit him in this texting automation funnel and following up and pretending like it was the owner messaging him when it wasn't the owner, it was just the automation. And we were picking up fucking so many sales. We we're going back out there for $500 repairs, $1,000 repairs, $15,000 systems, $20,000 systems, just hitting him with the automation follow-up. So we have to put it before summer gets here. The, like I just said, light your business on fire. That's one of the things you can work on. How can I tighten that up? You know, whether you do it manually or you do it with, with the software. So we can help you with the software side, or you can do it manually, or you can pay me to do the damn thing. <clears throat> uh, it just really depends on what you want to do, but you have to put a process in place because you're going to lose so much money. Imagine it's not busy right now. You didn't follow up with that one. What happens when you have seven calls? <laughs> no, man, it felt like shit, man. I really don't lose a lot of jobs, man. But this one, if it fell, I was like, damn, and I needed that job too. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but if if you're dropping the ball on this one when you're not busy, what happens when your business is on fire? And yeah, yeah. That's mm -hmm. that could that could be three jobs in a day you lost out on, right? Yeah. And you don't know, you don't know until you try to figure it out. So I would, that would be my, that'd be my pain point of the week. How do I tighten up my follow-up process? And I, I would focus on that and get that dialed in today and say, this is what I'm going to do every single call. I'm going to hold myself accountable to it. This is my follow-up process and build that shit in. Dude, I, I you know, just because you said, you know, oh, I thought it was a for sure deal. I had one last week that I thought was a for sure deal. I was even going out of my way and I was like, look, I got... If you buy the staircase, I'll have my guys put it in for you at no charge. You just buy it, I'll put it in, and I'll get everything done, financing, everything was everything was signed. 30 minutes later after I left, she called it cancel. Fuck yeah. <clears throat> well, like I said, that's that's one thing we can work on. What else can we work on right now, right? Like making sure that we're, our software is dialed in, making sure that our answering service is dialed in, making like testing your answering service. When was the last time you called your after hours answering service? I challenge you guys tonight to fucking call it and see what they do. I bet you they butcher the fuck out of that call. Would you guys agree? You guys got to test everything, man. You got to question everything. And I think that's, that's one of the things too. Like in the summertime, we get busy. We have, especially for these smaller guys, you have an answering service. Test them. And then when they suck, you need to be like, hey, look, I recorded this call. I called in. You guys fucked this up. I need this fixed. Because it's going to happen. Summertime, you're going to get, you know, 50 calls in a day or 20 calls in a day. Your answering service messes it up. You lose out on 10 opportunities you paid for. But we don't think about it because we're not, you know, we don't think about it until it's too late. Or we don't, you probably will never even know about it. If you don't think about it right now, you're never going to know about it. You might have lost 10 calls every day last summer, but you don't know because you didn't actually monitor your call system, your fault, your answering system. Does that make sense? So the only reason I'm bringing this stuff up is I want you guys to really start just thinking outside the box right now. Like, where's my pain points? Where's my, where's my blind spots? Where can I get fucked? I'm always constantly thinking about how I can get fucked. So I don't want to be fucked. I like doing the fucking. Okay, it's Valentine's Day. That's what we're doing here. <laughs> but yeah, but I, I said, I, sometimes I come off a little rash, but like this is, this is the, 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 the thought process of, of the highly successful, right? Oh, where can I lose? It doesn't matter if I'm already doing stuff good. I'm not going to worry about the stuff I'm doing good. So I always talk about like, I'm really, I'm a really good test taker, right? Like, I don't even know how I pass any tests I've ever taken because I'm not that smart. But what I do is I do practice tests, right? I do practice tests. If I do a practice test and I get 
40 questions right and I get 15 wrong, which ones do you think I'm going to, I'm going to focus on? Do you think I'm going to focus on the 40 I got right? Or should I focus on the 15 I got wrong? The 15. Okay. So that's how I got, that's how I passed my contractor's test. I didn't know any of that shit. Okay. So I went through and I took every practice test over and over and over and over until I got it perfect. And the ones I'd got wrong, I'd study it, figure those out. And then I'd take a test again and then again and again and again. And I got a perfect score on my contractor's test and I could barely know how to fucking lift a hammer. You know what I mean? I'm not that bad, but, but, but that's what it was. Like for me, I'm, I want to work on my weakness. I don't want to work on what I'm good at. If you're already, if I, I'm good at sales, if I only focus on sales, I don't get good at business. What's going to happen to my business? Any other questions? Anything else that's coming up? You guys there? Landon, what's going on with you, buddy? Getting going here, Vic. Um, you know, as a little guy, it's, that's actually just starting to grow. I actually don't have any legitimate hires yet because I've actually been subbing out a lot of my installs. Um, but kind of, you know, move, I'm just being realistic about it. You know, these guys are kind of growing their own business. So summertime comes, they're going to be doing their own job. So I've got to actually start hiring, you know, bringing in my own installers, getting them trained up and uh, getting them ready to rock and roll. Um, what do you recommend for training? And as far as, you know, like as far as training installers in order to actually, um, get them, get them ready to go, would you, would you recommend hiring maybe, one lead that's got tons of experience and then had, and then have uh, another younger guy that's kind of coming I, up I, under him to learn, or what do you recommend? I always try to find the lead, right? The lead, the lead is a key, get a lead. And then you get the helper underneath them. Right. So you got to have a, a good expensive lead. Then you have a, you know, an experienced helper underneath. You can pay a little bit less, but that's, I mean, that's the key to it. Right. Sure. Find the leads right now. There's a lot of them available. Um, obviously a lot of companies are dead. But when you're talking and you're a small company, right, you have to really have that conversation, Landon. And and you probably you've been there when I when I talk about it. So like, hey, we ain't much now. But I if you come and trust me now and you come work for me, I'm not only I'm gonna make you, I'm gonna make sure you have work. I'm gonna grind every day. I'm gonna dedicate my time to make sure you have work every day. But if you grind and you work with me, I want you to come up with me as this business grows. You get to be on the ground floor. You know, you go to you go to next gen, you go to absolute, you go to this, you're already you're just a cog in the wheel. You could be a big part of what we're building here, and I want to build something special and I need people like you. And I know we ain't much. I don't have all the bells and whistles. I don't have all the fancy stuff they have, but we will one day. And if you trust me, I'm going to make sure you, you're not wasting your time. Got it. And that's a conversation I have when I'm a small guy, right? And then as right. we get bigger, we're like, hey, we got all the bells and whistles, bitch. You want it all or not? No, I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, you know what I mean? Right. Like, it, You have to really change it. Like if I'm talking to a customer and they're like, I'm like, why would you want to go with a big company? Let me tell you exactly what happens at a big company, right? They have, you know, you know, first off, they're they're moving too fast. All they care about is you're a number, right? They want to get in and get the system installed as quickly as possible, move on to the next one. Where you go with a company like me, where this is my job, this is how I take care of my family. It's all you know, this is my most important thing, is my reputation. You go with someone like me, I'm gonna take my time, I'm gonna do it the right way, I'm gonna make sure I do it right the first time. But if I'm a big company, I'm like, hey, why would you go with the small guy? When he gets busy outside, he's not gonna be able to come help you. Like you got to figure out your wordage and how you word things depending on your size does matter, right? I really don't have too much issue with the sales piece. It's just, you know, a little nervous, you know, with, the, with all the hiring, just because the sheer cost of the workers' comp and, you know, all the extra shit, you know, it's just got, it's a little nervous, you know, got me nervous because that's going to compound on top of trucks and businesses, offices and other shit. You have to, it's, it's called playing the big boy game, bro. Everybody, everybody so, wants to be a big boy until they realize what big boys have to do. Hey, I'm willing to step I, in and I'll make it happen. Imagine how much I was paying insurance, especially someone like you working for me. 
<laughs> hey, hey, Victor, do you yeah. think we should have some kind of a installation process? You know how you're big on everything, you know, have a process down. Yeah. But I'm sure like he's getting ready to hire an installer. Me too. I'm in the, I'm in the same boat. Um, should we have something like in, in as far as in paper? So, you know, this is how we, this is how our installations, you know, from yeah. the beginning to the end. I think, I think I have something. If I, if, I think we have something in the blueprint. I'll ask my brother and see what we can got for you guys. Uh, or, so, back, or email, email Mike at call profit rocket and he can probably send yeah. you something. So we can hold them accountable and be like, hey man, this is it looks like you skipped, you know. We have to set us uh, right. Say, hey, this this is what we this is our minimum expectation on every job. This is how we do it here, you know, at WeFix, right? And this is this is our this is our WeFix standard installation. This is what I expect every time. And you have to it's like anything else, right? If you don't set expectations, you can't expect you can't expect anything in return. Yeah. You don't set yeah. expectations, it's not they're not gonna get you're not gonna get what you want back out of it. So, you know. I would I would be upfront and say, hey, this is how we do. I don't care where you worked at before, but hey, this is how we do things here. Hey, we're gonna sheet metal this. We're gonna bubble wrap this. We're gonna put a sediment trap on every call. We're gonna we're gonna put a, a new flex line on every call. We're gonna do a new transition, whatever it is. Just make sure you guys outline what that is. Have a checklist. Yeah, have a checklist. If you don't have, if you don't set expectations, they're gonna fail anyways. Just like, that doesn't matter if it's an install position, a tech position, any position. At the bottom of that checklist, a big black bolt is. Collect. See, <laughs> cool. cool. anybody else got anything else going on right now? What's up, you? Hey, yeah, Victor. Hey, uh, when should you add a CSR to your company? When should you add a CSR? Yeah. When you're tired of doing everything, I mean, it's going to free you up, man. I'm telling you right now, you don't you you think you're saving money, but you're losing money. And it's like anything else, right? When you when you start pawning off these little mundane things you don't want to do, it's better. It's gonna be better for your customer. Uh, it's gonna be better for everybody involved. As soon as you like, I would try to get a seat. I would have mm -hmm. as, as soon as possible. Okay. Hold Perfect. on. Thank you. Come here, Michelle. She's she's already yelling. Michelle's yelling at me in the background. Sorry, I'm all in casual clothes. Um, hi. So my answer in short is when you should hire any office staff of any sort is when you, um, when your office payroll, so anything below the line is under 10%. So that's your, your benchmark is 10%. So if it's under 10%, then that's a great indicator as you, as you scale and you start creating larger revenue in your months, you'll start noticing that that percentage will decrease. And so as it starts consistently decreasing, that's your indicator that you can afford to hire more help in the office. Now, obviously that's gotta be very strategic as well, right? Um, like ensuring that you're getting great efficiency from your employees. If you already do have a CSR dispatcher, you also want to make sure that, um, you know, when you start to branch out, which position you hire next is a revenue driving position. Okay. So like, install coordinator um, and uh, call by call manager or have that automated uh, with technology. But you definitely want to make sure that you are not hiring a service manager and install manager and all these positions that aren't driving revenue. Okay. So that's a great indicator. Now, if you have one big revenue month and that percentage drops to, you know, 8%, I definitely don't say, oh yeah, now 
automatically hire somebody, but you'll know, like with my clients, when I start seeing, you know, they're at, you know, five, 6% consistently month over month, or even lower than that. I'm like, okay, now you can afford to hire more office staff. Does that, does that make sense to you guys? That's usually the yeah, best. Now, if you, and, and to Victor's point and in his spirit, you know, like, obviously we don't want to be, you know, driving ourselves crazy and having to do all these things. We have to remember, like the goal is to make money, right? So we got to do everything we can to ensure that we are creating a net profit um, and that we're profitable. So the best thing you can possibly do is to make sure that you're hitting all of your benchmarks and then you have that money in order to bring on new staff. Just make sure, like I said, I cannot stress this enough that you are focused on revenue producing roles and not revenue consuming roles because it, that's how your money goes just down the drain. So if you're hiring very strategically, which a lot of people think, oh, I have to be really big before I can hire an install coordinator. Well, I would argue that I'll stand on that hill and die um, because an install coordinator can have so many different responsibilities and they can even be a backup on the phone as well. This person's organizing all of your install coordination. It's like your, your sales and um, your sales and install coordinator, basically, you know, so they're, they're handling, you know, even if it's you who's out running calls in the field, they can tell you when you're next available. They can source the equipment for you. They're doing all of your rebates. They're doing all of your finance charges. They can even run financing over the phone. If, if, if that's easy, they're, they're doing all the happy calls. They're ensuring that the customer has ex upfront expectations set. They're doing job costing for you. They can do commission calculating. So that's an endless um, what they can actually do. So don't make sure you're very strategic and make sure that you're not limiting yourself on what you think you can hire based upon your size. Right. And we also want to think like, Hey, well, I only have one or two install crews. I don't think it's time yet. Well, do you plan to stay at one or two install crews? You know, um, the goal is to continue to grow. So we want to make sure that we're well equipped to handle that volume and those amount of employees. Um, but when it comes to like dispatch and CSR, really make sure that you are watching to ensure that they are, you're getting the most out of that role. Because a lot of times, you know, they'll say, oh, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. Um, and then you immediately say, okay, well, I don't want to listen to them anymore. So I hire someone else. And that's a huge mistake. Um, because a lot of times that's the same person, you know, who's, flirting with all the, your service technicians and drinking up all the coffee and talking to her boyfriend. And you know what I mean? Like you, that's not what you want. So um, first thing is watch the numbers in that benchmark. And second thing is if you're still, if you're still seeing, you know, complaints or they're seem overwhelmed or you're experiencing that in, in your natural instinct is to hire somebody, definitely perform a workflow analysis to where you're actually having everybody in the office, whether it's one person and yourself, um, somebody else or multiple people, whatever that looks like, but you actually have everybody write down what they're doing. And, and you can give them even multiple days, even a week, because we don't always think about the things we do and we don't always do them every single day, right? So have them look at every, write down every last thing. And then you'll start to notice when you compare them side by side, that a lot of times multiple people are doing the same tasks or something is so far out of their wheelhouse. Um, another thing is if you're really small, you'll notice that 
um, a lot of what's taking up the time for your office staff is install coordination, right? Because you all separate those tasks. So it's either it's some of you, some of the CSR dispatcher, and and then you know they're going from answering the phone to try to order source equipment to try to process, make job folders, process a contract, financing, whatever. And and it's so back and forth that you can ensure efficiency. So that's my soapbox. Sorry to interrupt the meeting, but hey, Michelle, one more question real quick. What was that 10% again? What so was that tied to? Your your benchmark for office payroll, so expense below the gross profit line, um, is 10%. Your total expenses below the line is 30%, right? So 10 of that is allocated to up to 10% is allocated to office staff. And that includes yourself. Now, eventually you can break yourself out as an officer, um, but you know that's with scale and with profitability, you can afford to break those out. But you, when you think about it, you know, that's going to be the most, uh, your, your below the line expenses are your most constant, um, and fixed costs in your business. They're not fixed by any means. You can still mess that up. So remember that, but, um, your goal is always 30%, right? Um, and those are going to be very, very consistent. Um, the less or the, the further away from 30%, you get the more that just goes to the bottom line. So running lean is not bad, but, when you look at it, like I got 5% that I can allocate to marketing, 10% I can allocate to office staff, and then everything else gives me about 15%. So um, just be mindful of that. But I always watch for percentages to drop um, other than marketing. And then that kind of gives me a great indicator of what I can spend, you know, or if I can afford to hire somebody, because it's easy to say, I don't want to do it. I'm going to hire somebody, right? Or they aren't getting it done. So I'm going to hire somebody else to help them out but that's not how you remain profitable any other questions question. sure in, so, that, in that role that csr role do you kind of incentivize or spiff them or put them on any kind of like performance pay sure you certainly can um so for csrs generally um the greatest and the easiest spiffs are going to be for uh booking or for um signing people up for memberships over the phone that's great call booking rate, obviously. Now, a lot of people, for some reason, I find that there's a massive misconception, but generally you want to be spending, I mean, you want them to be booking at like 98 plus, you know, a lot of people say, oh, well, they're booking at 70%. That's great. No, it's not great. And also spot checking that, right? Like we want to make sure, like if you have a great CRM that you're actually going and reclassifying those calls. I don't want to charge them or I don't want to count it against them if it's a service technician or a telemarketer or or a, a vendor calling it. Reclassify them. But if you give them the permission and the the task to reclassify those, you got to go spot check them. Because if especially if there's an um they're being incentivized, you really want to make sure that you know there's no we're just keeping honest people honest, right? So um those are really easy outbounding, um, you know book X amount of outbounds today and you get um, whatever whatever that looks like for you. Um, they can be as simple as gift cards. They can be monetary gain. You can have them doing rehash. But I'll be honest with you guys and say that like rehashing and outbounds are very, very difficult, especially to train a CSR how to do. And if you think about it, like a selling technician, I'm against those also, um, unless they're really, really good at sales. And this is why, because the 
the role shifts, like that's, those are different hats. How do you expect somebody to switch back and forth all day long, right? I want you to be really, really good at what you're doing. And I want you to excel in that role. When I started asking you to like go from the mindset of a service technician, which is, you know, education and, and presenting options um, to, you know, more high pressured sales, those that's, that's hard to switch back and forth. Same thing goes for a CSR. They're supposed to be bubbly, happy, friendly, first impression of the company. And then I'm asking them to rehash. That, that's challenging. So there are great resources when it comes to doing rehash and when it comes to doing outbounding and, and things like that, um, or just marketing to your current customer base. Um, and I would say definitely automate that as much as possible. But those are some great ways to incentivize your um, CSRs. And, and whatever, starting somewhere, is better than nothing, right? If it's a $20 gift card or I'm buying them lunch once a week because they all hit their goals, great, cool. And you can always grow from there. So don't put like a ton of pressure on yourself if you just don't have the budget for it, for something crazy. Did now, somebody... I, know in other I was gonna say, I, I heard another question. I know in other departments, you know, service and installs, they usually say get somebody that's green and train them how you want them to be trained. Is that... Same applies in CSR. I mean, I would say that about pretty much any role, um, actually any role. I mean, you're looking for skill sets and qualifications, you know, um, a lot of people argue about like having a call by call manager in house that they have to have all this technical aptitude. They have to have all this experience. They put, take their best person out of the field and put them into these roles. I disagree with that. I think you're looking for like a customer service rep. You're looking for somebody who's friendly, who's great at communicating, who makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside, you know? Um, and as you separate customer service and dispatch, you're looking for two totally different skill sets. Um, so dispatch is going to be more like the, they see the chessboard, they see the big picture. They're very meticulous and they're very calculated and they, and they're great at organizing and they work well under pressure. The CSRs, you know, my makes me feel great inside. And then the CSR or the dispatcher crushes my soul, you know, but just joking. But um, but basically, I mean, that's they're they're two different personalities, but you definitely want someone organized, someone who's going to be highly motivated and um, you know, gives you that warm and fuzzy feeling. So I, I think any role is trainable. Um, you're just looking for whatever those skill sets are that they need to have. Um, you could treat, teach industry specific to anybody. You can, but you can't teach that drive. You can't teach those great communication skills. I mean, you can enhance those things, but they have to have it or they don't. Any other questions? I, I got one on uh, <clears throat> when we're talking about labor costs and percentages. Hey, whoa, whoa. I'm going to send you guys a bill for this. Okay. okay. It's only because it's, it's Valentine's Day. And I heard yeah. all the jokes i didn't know you're talking to this many people oh my gosh yeah uh talking about labor percentages and everything do you when you're talking about that 30 percent, are you factoring everything that goes to the cost of the you know benefits and uh you know workman's comp and all, all those costs that are you know hit you know comes out of the payroll and everything yeah so it's 10 percent. 30 percent is every your your cost of doing business. So that's everything that is an indirect cost associated with your business, right? So that's literally the easiest way I can possibly, I, this, I use this example all the time. It's the easiest way for anybody to remember. 
your total expenses is, you know, thinking about, okay, what does it cost, you know, for the phone to ring? What about the phone itself? What about the person answering the phone? What about the computer they're typing on? You know, so anything that you do not need directly to provide the services that you're selling goes below the line. Sure. And yes, so that 10% is going to factor in everything associated with indirect labor. Yeah. Above now, the line is all direct labor. Yeah, direct labor. But uh, when when we're looking at, you know, from a KPI standpoint and hitting metrics, with percentage, so you factor in, you know, the insurance, the taxes and everything that all that cost that's involved with that employee. Yes. But okay. I would, but I would say that um, when you're factoring those in, a lot of times people just lump insurances below the line and therefore your direct labor. So anything above the line is going to be, you know, smaller and then it's going to increase your indirect labor. So, um, and I think that's kind of what you're curious about. So I would say, you know, anything, any cost associated with direct labor, put it above the line, you know, in by department. So if it's service, right. install, if it's plumbing, whatever, put it by department, anything. Um, and then anything that's associated with indirect labor. So your office staff and yourself, um, that goes below the line and lump it all together. Even um, the only thing I wouldn't say that you have to factor into that 10% would be uh, like a payroll processing company. Now, if you guys, anybody has ADP, um, they're super expensive and that's going to mess up all your numbers anyway. Um, but you, they include insurances and stuff. So then you'd have to factor that in. But if you're just using, um, you know, any kind of other software, and they're separated, or if you can get a report from them and separate them through journal entry, that's that's cool too. Um, the more information you have, the clearer your your profit and loss statement is. The more visibility you have, the more you're the easy the easier you are able to identify any red flag, any bleed within your organization, and you can pinpoint it immediately and then dive in there. You know, if you're just losing money every single month. Or here and there, and you're like, where where am I losing money from? Well, first place to start is making sure your chart of accounts is, are very clear and accurate. Um, and then look at them based upon the benchmarks for the industry. Because that's going to be your first indicator as to what is going wrong and why. So clear is always creating visibility is going to be your best friend. Because otherwise you have no idea. You know, and you can only use the I don't know what I don't know for so long, right? Until you go bankrupt. So yeah. create that visibility and really, I mean, even if it's broken out um, by what it is and, and, you know, then it's totaled for office payroll or, you know, indirect payroll, what, and, but it's itemized, then you can say, if it goes out of whack, like, okay, well, this was an insurance renewal or whatever, but now general liability, um, and any other like auto insurances or anything else, those would be in their own category. So that one would factor into the 10%. Uh, Anybody else? All right. Thanks. You guys are welcome. Thank you for letting me uh, jump in. If I hear a numbers question, I like can't control it. <laughs> All right. Sorry about that. Well, not sorry about that. She's a smarter one anyway. So I'm just a pretty face. 
Uh, but I hope that I hope that you know answered a lot of your guys' questions, right? So you know, if you guys want to, we also have an industry benchmark like KPI we can send you, like percentage of like office, percentage of install, percentage of labor, percentage of materials should be. Uh, if you want, uh, just message or email email Mike at callprofitrocket.com and ask him for the industry benchmarks uh, KPI. We can send you that so you guys can look and you can take your P&L and you can put it side by side with, with the benchmarks and kind of see where you're winning and where you're losing and where you can improve. Because it, I'll give know, it to you guys right now on the call. Just give me five minutes. Oh, didn't, 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 realize, didn't realize Mike was in here. My bad. I'm working. I'm doing workflows in the background. I got you, though. His hair. He turned his camera off and shook his hair. My wife's getting mad at me for working on Valentine's Day, but I'm, I'm, I'm making money. It's so pretty good. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah. Anyways, you guys have any other questions? I'm going to wrap this up pretty early. We got, uh, we got some dinner reservations to hit. I hope this, uh, I hope this, uh, this is good information. I hope you guys got something out of it. Uh, like I said, Mike will send it out to you guys. He'll send it out to information. If you guys have any questions, make sure, you know, reach out anytime you guys want. Like I said, we're here to help you guys. Um, if you guys are planning to come to Dallas, the hotel is like about to be sold out. So if you guys haven't booked your hotel, you're going to want to, cause there's nothing like within 20 minutes of there. So the Uber is going to cost you more money than staying off site. The badass hotel, we got good rates. So make sure to go to the website and get that booked and make sure to get your guys' tickets too. Uh, the Rick or also after party stuff's already almost sold out. So there's not going to be much space left. Uh, we're only 75 days away. And if you guys haven't got an RP1 demo, make sure to hit me up. Like I said, we we're booked out. We have about a hundred demos still to get to, uh, but nine, over 95% of the people that have jumped on a demo have signed up. And we're, like I said, we're doing a badass job with the automation. Uh, but for your, for companies that aren't really good at follow-up, we actually can, we'll actually take over your follow-up for you. I have my sales team and myself will be actually calling behind every single call and try to try to sell for you. So make sure to check that out. Uh, www.rp1.ai. Uh, get a demo on that. Hope to see you guys in Dallas. And I will see you guys next Wednesday for our next class. Hey, Vic, it's in there now. So, you know, benchmarks cool. in there. Grab them, guys. You guys have the right here in the in the in the call right here. See so if you click on it, it has the benchmark PDF. So go ahead and click on that, download it, and then you guys can have an idea what benchmarks you're looking at, and it'll give you a clear idea of where you're winning and where you're where you're failing. Uh, so click on that, and also if you guys want to demo, the RP1 link is right there as well. Other than that, I will see you boys hey, next real, week. Real quick, real quick, Vic, did you guys offer like a bookkeeping service also? Yes, we do. Uh, so if you guys are interested, Jack, uh, Mike, can you uh, can you set up landing with Jack? We do have a full uh, bookkeeping service. You're not very big yet, so we we'll get you, we'll hook you guys up. And if you guys are Rocket X uh, members, anyways, we'll we'll get you a good price on it because I know you're not you're not that big yet. Uh, but Casey can take over all your bookkeeping, get you all dialed in, and I'll hook you up on a price for it. For sure, man. Appreciate it. Hey, enjoy all dinner. Hi right. right, guys. Have a good rest of your day. All right.